to the Vital Moments Podcast. My name is David and uh, I'm joined by Ron and it is Monday morning. It's beautiful weather. We had a powerful weekend this past weekend in VPC at all of our sites. Um, Even for people online, I bet that were partaking in that conversation this past weekend was a good one for them. We're in a series called Jesus Said What? And we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And Ron, like you kind of said, at the beginning of the message, he said, we've kind of turned the corner and it's like home stretch to the end, last three weeks coming up. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, this is the excitement of the series, right? It was building towards this moment of, you know, looking at these blueprints, looking at these ideas of being a, a human <laughs> in God's realm and, and kingdom. And now we're turning the corner to do the hard look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like we've got a you know, this weekend was such a good moment for us as a mm-hmm. church. Like, it fe- I feel like I was talking to someone about this. It feels like the last six, eight months, we've been building up to something mm-hmm. like this past weekend, which was really, really important conversation. And what I what I enjoyed about this message is how you set it up. Um, and I've been reflecting on this a little bit with how Jesus handles these blueprints and like what's on your yeah. blueprint, how you build in your life. And he's never aggressive. He no. is doing the job of the father. He's doing the will of the father where he is leaning in hard on people with correction, teaching and warning them about self-righteousness. That is not the kingdom of heaven. And how you did it this weekend, setting up this really crucial conversation around the narrow gate, the wide gate, the life um, to gain life or to destroy life. You did a good yeah. job of saying like my job as a pastor is to lean in hard. It is yeah. my call on my life and I've got to teach and I've got to warn. Um, yeah. How'd you feel that went for you? Yeah, I, I believe it went. I, I think it was important to set it up this way, David, because um, people need to understand the role that we have as preachers, teachers of God's word is to recognize that we're hold we're held to a higher accountability. Like mm-hmm. we are given the task and responsibility to in, in the kingdom assignment to handle the scriptures with wisdom, to handle it with care, and to step in at times to teach and to warn uh, with all wisdom. And the all wisdom, the wisdom is found in Christ through the scriptures. And so we this past weekend, man, we just we stepped into this powerful moment of mm. recognizing that we can easily get mm. trapped on the broad path to destruction with the neglect of the narrow path that leads to mm. life. And uh, I felt it was an important conversation for us. And yeah, I was, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was <laughs> a, a tough one to write. And mm. I, I really had to do the hard work of saying, okay, God, is this, do you want me to go in this direction? And mm-hmm. there was little affirmations along the way that, cause that's what you have as a preacher. You're looking for, you write these messages and then you look for little affirmations mm-hmm. that align with the teaching that you're doing. And it's amazing because by the time you write it, study it, study it, write it, prepare your heart. 
dude, there's like, God kind of gives mm-hmm. you these little things. So I felt it was important. We step into it and, and making sure that it still was VPC as well. So let's step into this. Let's talk about yep. the narrow gate and the wide gate. Okay. Yeah. Um, break down the wide gate first. Let's go at that one. Yeah, because I, I I really built it out from this perspective of when, when Jesus is talking about the broad gate and the narrow gate, there is an mm-hmm. eternal perspective on this. There is a, an eternal reality on this, right? But I wanted to bring it into the more of what I believe Jesus was also talking about was the life in which we live now. So here and now, reality, the, what's going down? Reality. So the broad path, right? So the broad path uh, is what I believe is what we are all born on to, right? Uh, this idea that that we walk this path that because of sin, the shalom, the peace of God was broken between us and, and God and creation. So therefore we are born on the broad path that leads to destruction, which is, you know, John talks about, we, you know, we are already condemned in the sense of living under that that punishment or that wrath of God because of the reality of the broad path and um, because of sin. And so the the idea of the broad path is oftentimes uh, looks good. And we sometimes are led to believe that it's good. And that's what the enemy loves to do is to create mm-hmm. that sense of um, this path is good. And it's often described as the self-defined truth path right? So it's this, I I define what is right. I define what is good. I define what is truth, even though truth is now basically thrown out the window in our culture. Now the highest mm-hmm. pinnacle of that is our feelings. It's replaced any sort of truth. And so the broad path is that, that thing that we're on. And what I believe Jesus was doing was creating an urgency in the heart and the mind to those who were listening to say, yeah, the broad path, many are on that path. Very few find the narrow path because the narrow narrow path is hard. Mm. And, and I don't believe that Jesus was doing this in a way to create um, a, a heaviness of the narrow path. What I believe Jesus was doing was creating an urgency oh, to I seek love that. And, and to find the narrow path where there will be life. So on mm. one hand, the broad path is self-driven, self-expression, self-truth. And uh, if, if you want me to go here, I do think it. you do. Yeah, uh, I, do. I, I went into the the sign that's over the broad path is the word tolerance. In our culture, tolerance is um, this idea. I just got, I'll have it here because I don't want to mess it up. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Okay, great. You and I, Dave, in our church, we would say, yeah, people are entitled to their opinion. But here's where it gets funky. And all opinions are equally valid. Hmm. And tolerance is this slippery slope. And what we don't do is play that out a little bit farther, because if that be true, I quoted Rob Reimer from his book, (laughs) um, Spiritual Authority, where he says, if that be true, then Hitler and Mother Teresa are equally true. Let that just hang for a moment. I'll tell you right now. I felt like you shot me with a gun in the room when you said that. Yeah. Like I, I was like, did he just say that? He was like, boom to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. But the power of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, tolerance on the surface, culturally speaking, looks really good. And there are pieces of it that we could go, yeah, 
okay, I can align with that. But here's where it gets really complicated is that the messaging of the world intolerance is using fear to conform us into its image. Mm-hmm. So it's it's forcing us into a mold that says, if you do not agree with me, then I am going to label you. I'll put a label on you. And I said this in the message where I believe it gets very confusing in our culture is that anything that uses fear, like uh, whether it's a religious group or a political system or a social system or or a public system, I should say, like uh, like a school system, anytime they use fear to bring about unity, you can be guaranteed that it's forcing us into a mold that opposes the things of God. Yeah. And, and I, I'm deeply concerned about this in our culture. And um, I felt it was important that we step in and just kind of warn with all wisdom to say, be careful because this definition of tolerance is definitely not of God. And the way you described it and laid it out for the people in the rooms and, and, and online, if you have not listened to this conversation, someone in our, in our midst actually said, this is probably the best conversation and message they've ever heard. Um, you teach in the last few years. Um, it laid it out with a tone that was like Christ. Yeah. It was not, you were there pointing. You weren't, it was my job as a pastor yeah. is to teach and warn. And I want to warn you. Many people already know what's going on. They see it. They feel it. The schools, right. all the, all, it, it's there. It's in our face. And the church is supposed to step into these things. Sometimes take a step back to assess but yeah. that step in with boldness and strength that is alive by the Holy Spirit yeah. to bring peace and unity and also correction. And that's yeah. what you did this past weekend with the Broadgate. I loved it. It was so good. And it probably yeah. ruffled some feathers, and that's a good thing. We need to be challenged. Yeah. But you did such a beautiful job also on talking about the narrow gate. Yeah. Break yeah, that down. So the, yeah, so the narrow gate is a place of dying to self. It is, it's when we are prepared to see, I I would say the broad gate is uh, self-expression, self-truth, the narrow gate and why Jesus says very few find it is because it's a path of sacrifice of self, which means I decrease, Jesus increases. So it's, I died with Christ, I now live through Christ. And in doing that, we find life in relationship to him and the inner part of who we are. We all want our best life, but we're depending upon external things to bring about our best life. Mm. And the reality of the narrow path where life is found, it's the internal reality of walking in obedience to the teachings and to the way of Jesus. See, you can... You can have faith in Christ, David. You could have your eternity secure, the new heaven and the new earth, but neglect to learn to trust the ways of Jesus in the process of following him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you can have faith, yeah. but you don't trust. We sang that song this Sunday, Trust God, that third chorus in our chorus uh, part of the service where we're singing. That song, 
that beautiful song of trusting God, it is a process on the narrow path of learning to trust his ways, Mm -hmm. to trust his teachings, because you and I know this, you don't just all of a sudden get it. It is this (laughs) journey of learning to follow Mm -hmm. him. I can have faith. I can have faith that, you know, he secures Mm -hmm. my walk with my, my relationship with God. He secures my eternal home. But then, man, it's that process of the narrow gate of learning to be obedient. It's it's the sacrifice. Um, Paul talks about it in Romans 12. It's the living sacrifice. And the problem with the living sacrifice is it keeps wanting to jump off the altar, right? And that's not my original. We probably heard that somewhere. Um, and that's what excites me about this talk, mm-hmm. honestly, is because Jesus creates an urgency. He creates a gentle urgency mm-hmm. in his teachings of people going, I don't know about you, but I'm going to seek the narrow gate. I'm going to, I want to find that narrow path where I can have life. What I, what I love that you said though, is it's not just thinking about eternity because eternity is now, right? It's not just like, yeah. am I going to get to heaven? It right. is very much, it is life. If you live the path of the narrow gate, you will yeah. actually experience life. Yeah. Like that's why it's interesting when people ask rich people, are you happy right now? A lot of them will say, well, I'm not really happy. You ask a poor person and they've experienced life and they trust and have faith in God. It's This is another conversation, but they they are still happy because their mm. worth and their, um, um, their love for life doesn't come from status and it doesn't come from success in a way the world says. Right. Um, life through the narrow gate is sacrifice. It's surrendering your life. It's constantly yeah. saying, I'm going to pick up my cross and live for Christ. And I'm also going to spend time with him so I can become like him and yeah. do the things that yeah. he has done. It says in John 14, you will do the things that I do. And some of you will do greater because there's more of you, right? Yeah. yeah. The church is growing. My spirit is alive. And it's not just up to me as the yeah. son of God. And so I good. just think so good. It was It was a powerful conversation, man. Because here, here we'll land on this, and this is a bit of what our uh, person sends our questions in. If people want to mm-hmm. send in questions, please send them to David at vitalpointchurch.com. Um, is that when we discover the beauty of the narrow gate, the more of who God has created us to be comes to the forefront. It's not that your personality disappears. It's not that you don't are still not you because we're we're formed in the 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 space. You know, we're formed in God's image. We're formed by His hand, and and I love that. And I think that the life in Christ brings that more to the forefront. Absolutely, without, without the brokenness in it. So, I love it. Okay, man. Oh man, if you're part of a connect group, have fun with this conversation. Yes. And yeah. give each other space. That yeah. would be my that, that would be my gentle reminder. David, that's that's what I love about Vital Point. Mm-hmm. Is you know, we lead a community to try to create space for each other mm-hmm. and pursuing peace and mutual upbuilding, as Paul mm-hmm. talks about in Romans. I just think, yeah, yeah, we we as a church got a long way to go, but man. Yep. What a great environment we have that God's created here. So anyway. Amazing. Okay. Good Ron, stuff. Thank you. Thanks for your heart. Thanks for your obedience too. Man, oh man. It must have been tough writing that one, getting ready to go. God, are you, this is what you want? And he's like, yeah, this is what I want. And it was great. 
So yeah. uh, for people in connect groups, have fun, lean in. And if you're not part of a connect group, we always say this, sign up for one on the website and we'll try our best to get you in a space where you can gather around with people that are learning to explore and grow in life and faith. Because what I love about this church is it is real people, real life, and a real God that we're all seeking. Okay. Thanks so much, everyone. Peace out. Have a good one. <laughs>